Sometimes you can't please everyone, and sometimes you can't please anyone, and sometimes you just fuck up. Yes, you do. Sometimes you just fuck up. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode three of Useless Motivation. I am your host, Barney Barn Barn. Uh, welcome back. Um, fire is the default. I'll say that again. Fire is the default. I'm recording this, sadly, on the day that uh, the uh, Notre Dame in Paris, the famous church burned down, and got me thinking about fire. And I started, uh, you know, if I started thinking, well, you know, the earth, earth used to be covered in lava. We all came out of the Big Bang, which was an explosion, and probably pretty damn hot, I think the scientists tell us. Um, our sun, of course, is a burning cauldron of hell. And if you think about it, so is almost every star you see. Anytime you see light in the sky, it's because of fire. So, I mean, the real default in the universe is just void, right? All the stuff between all these celestial bodies. But every star you see in the sky is a huge flaming ball of of hell of like you know thinking about religion and the church burning and how sad it is but it's funny how the the concept of hell in um, many religions especially judeo christian ones well i guess specifically christian ones i don't think jewish traditions believe in hell as literally as the christians do but i digress hell so every sun every star is based i mean you know it's like oh i want to travel to the stars you can't because as a carbon human life form you will die if you get within probably a million miles of uh of the sun or however close it is to uh to kill us so you know it just got me thinking fire is the default do you know how lucky we all are not to be on fire right now? Do you know how lucky we are not to be, you know, have lava and, and fire just rolling down hills and, you know, just destroying us like Pompeii and whatever. So that was my, that was my epiphany for the day. Um, I'm having fun doing these podcasts. I hope you guys, you know, whatever two or three people are listening are enjoying them. Um, you know, it's, I'm starting to learn that it's almost like therapy for me. There's a couple of things I've realized. First of all, I've listened back to the first two. And I, I have to give in to the fact that I don't think I'm a Trump. But I come from a family of, of pretty self-centered people. And no offense, uh family not my wife and kid but my the family I that reared me um theater people show people 
musicians. And it sort of dawned on me that that I come from a pretty narcissistic family. And I keep fighting that in myself. And I just have to come to terms with the fact that, yeah, I'm a bit of a narcissist myself. You know, again, not a full-on, you know, Trump sociopath. But um, I used to hate the sound of my own voice. If you've ever done any kind of recording, you kind of hate your voice. And uh, it's funny because over the past year or so, I've kind of dug up all the music from my band and put it online. And I realized, you know... I have a brother who's a great singer, and I always thought, ah, I'm not a very good singer. There's that negativity bias again. And I don't think I am a great singer, but I'm a much better singer than I remember myself being. Um, It's funny, because now I'm in my 50s, and I've been playing in a band, and my voice really is actually, I literally just, that's just a physical thing. I can't hit the notes I used to be able to hit. So, um, but it's funny, like, you don't realize how good you are at something until you stop doing it and how much you love doing something. But anyway, so doing these podcasts, it's two things. I've realized I kind of like the sound of my own voice and my wife would probably concur with with that. But it's also, I I find it's kind of like it's a type of therapy. I've been in therapy off and on, off and on through the years. I haven't been in a while. Um, I have a therapist who I really liked, and uh, basically, you know, it was just the kind of therapy where he would interject and we'd have conversations, but very often he would just let me ramble, kind of like this. So, you know, you know, the, like what we were talking about last time on episode two about do something creative. Um, you know what? Like, do a damn podcast. Like, don't even worry about who's going to listen to it. Just... Just the idea of sitting here and talking, even if I'm talking into the void, even if no one's ever going to hear this but me, I hear it back and I am a different person, even like half an hour later or whatever, like a day later, whatever I listen to it. It's like, I'll listen to it and I'll be like, oh, well, yeah, that's me. But it, it, it's almost like listening to my twin. You know what I mean? It's like, and I kind of know, it's, it's kind of like, I don't feel like I did it. I feel like, oh, I've heard this podcast before. And of course I heard it because it came out of my mouth. But I know it's a very, I don't know if I'm getting this point across, but it's just, uh, I find it calming and therapeutic to record myself almost like a journal or whatever you want to call this and then hear it back and go, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Or like, oh yeah, no, that was kind of stupid, you know? And, you know, I'm, I'm also trying to get better at this, trying to not talk so fast. And here's another thing I noticed. And again, maybe it's a, a kind of a good cognitive projection, but I find myself now when I'm talking to people, I find myself trying to shut up more. One of my problems when I talk is, especially if I get into a real conversation, I kind of get like this and I kind of just want to talk and I don't want to be fucking interrupted. I like getting my thoughts out. So now that I have this outlet for that, when I talk to people, I try to really talk less and really not say anything until the other person is finished, which has always been a problem of mine. So I'm, I'm sort of thinking of these, these useless, you know, maybe they're useless to everyone but me. Maybe that's the, the useless part of it. But um, it's just, it's, it's really, I find it really interesting. So, you know, it's, it's a type of therapy. It's a workout for my brain, you know as opposed to a workout for my body. You know, again, I was listening to all those podcasts, you know, those sort of real cheesy podcasts that were 
you know, talking about make sure you wake up, make sure you drink water, make sure you have a routine, you know, put your sneakers by your bed so you exercise. And it's just like, like I had, I had a nap once. So I wouldn't even, I'm not going to diss it. I can't even remember what it's called. But somehow I downloaded some app and it's like, we will guarantee to make you reach your goals and, you know, 10% happier or whatever the fuck it was. And, it, and like, at first it was cool. The graphics were really nice and, you know, it had like things you clicked on. So, you know, how like they're designing all these apps and websites now. So they, you know, they just, they, you know, they're, they're using like science to have it make your brain happy. But after a while it was like, read this article, make sure you read the whole thing. And it just became a fucking nanny. And I was just like, I just fucking deleted it. And like, I was doing it the first few days. It had things like, you know, like I was saying, like, drink a whole glass of water when you wake up and put shoes by your bed. I'm sure it's all good advice, and if you really want to exercise your body, it's probably the best way to do it. But, you know, I found it useful, and I don't want useful. I want useless. I want stuff that exercises my brain and helps me live in the moment and helps get rid of goals. It helps, you know, that's why I like meditation more, because it's like, it's really, it's all about, like, being in the moment and it's about like you know what is one of the zen things i read in some book about you know if a tiger's chasing you run but don't think about the tiger all the time because the tiger's not always chasing you and I, I know i've covered this in the other podcast so i won't i won't get into that um what's another thing i wanted to talk about um here's another sort of you know platitude that new age and self-help gurus say all the time that fucking makes me vomit Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. You see, you hear it all the time. You hear it on Oprah, you hear it on The View, you hear all this shit. It's complete horseshit in my mind. Things, and you, you, you see this fucking church burning. You know, obviously, everyone thought it was terrorism. It turns out it was just some fucking workers fucked up and burnt down the most famous church on the planet. All right, I'm not a religious person. I don't care about the religious aspect of it, but it was a, a great work of art. It was a great a monument to human achievement, no matter what you think of the religion. And it was, and now it's fucking gone. All right, you know, I'm sure there are people. I'm sure people who hate. I don't even know if it's a Catholic church. I should know, right? France. I'm, I'm not sure, but you know, I'm sure people who you know, religious people are. Oh, it's a sign of God, and blah blah. You know, you know, there's people now. You know who, you know, the, those evangelicals who think God's going to come back to Jerusalem and float a, another church on top of a, a mosque or whatever the fuck that is. You know there's people who are thinking like that. But here's the thing. No, it's just some fucking, probably guy was smoking a fucking cigarette and burnt the thing down. Everything happens for a reason. Bullshit. 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 But, you know there was a but coming. But you can give reasons to anything that happens. That didn't come out quite as smooth as I wanted. Let me try again. Everything happens for a reason? No. But you can find meaning in anything that happens. That's a little better. I don't know if that makes sense, but this is something I think about a lot. It's like a tragedy happens, something fucks up, somebody you know dies, you lose a job, break up with a relationship, business troubles, whatever the fuck. It's like 
No, there's no reason for it. It's just randomness, you know? I mean, even if it's something that's your fault, that's, you know, that's just, well, whatever. You weren't good enough for the job. Well, that's that's in your DNA and the way you were raised. It's so, you know, you can keep stepping back and stepping back, and you don't really have to take blame or responsibility for anything. You really don't. But if you want to not suffer, and that's the big thing, right? It's like when we're in anxiety and when we're not in the zone, like I was talking about the other day, you're suffering. So you can take a negative thing and you can give it a reason. It's, it's a rationalization and it's bullshit, but it's not, it's not like you give it a reason. You can give it a purpose. I mean, that's a better way of putting it. Something bad can happen to you and it can ch- it'll change your purpose, Okay. It'll, it'll take you in a new direction whether you want to or not, you know. And that's what happens in life. Things happen. War, again, war, death, the, the usual shit, the, the heavy shit, the traumatic shit will take you in a new direction. And then you can decide if that, and this is, you know, I don't literally believe in free will, but I believe in the illusion of free will. And the only place you have a decision to make is how you respond to something. I know that's starting to sound like, Typical self-help bullshit. But, but if you really think about it that way, it's like, no, that didn't happen for a reason. You know, bad things happen to good people and people like Trump, who are literally bad people, get elected president. So you, you can't, it, even if it's God's plan to make the, the universe this random, the fact is it's random. <laughs> it's random no matter how you think about it. So the only way to sort of game the system is to say, all right, that's fine. All right, everything's kind of an accident. Everything's random. Whatever you throw at me, I'm going to repurpose it. I'm going to creatively, again, this is where you can get into your zone with it. I can creatively make something, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to make lemonade out of lemons. It's not, it's not like that. It's, it's more about giving yourself something to to sort of package the trauma. I don't know if that's, that doesn't make sense. Let's try that again. It's, it's, it's a way to, to look at what you've gone through and realize, hey, this is me now. Again, it's, it's, I'm, I feel like every time I talk about this, I get close to platitudes like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. No, that's bullshit too. What doesn't kill, like as, again, like the dark hallway we're talking, what doesn't kill you probably makes you weaker, and you will get weaker and weaker and weaker. But you can take that weakness and turn it into a strength. How's that for a bullshit platitude? And the strength of the weakness is accepting where you are in your life and, and just come, not coming to terms with it, but saying, hey, I'm going to make that mine. That negative thing? All right. First of all, you're always stronger than you than you realize you are. That sounds like a platitude, but it's fucking true. I mean, the, the fact is, again, getting back to the anxiety and thinking about the future and the past, and how like when you go to the future, you realize the past wasn't as bad as you thought it was. But in the same way, your biggest dreams of oh, if I became a millionaire, if I was successful at work, if I found the 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 lover that I've always dreamt of, then. You know, so that kind of cliche is, is bullshit too, as we all know. So it's like, what am I trying to say? 
it, 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 it's, it's never searching the cognitive distortion of, oh my God, this is going to be wonderful. Is, is the flip side of, oh my God, this is going to be terrible. Things are never as good as you dream them to be. And they're never as bad as you, as you thought they were going to be. Or let's put it this way. The effects are never, the long-term effects are never, you can survive, let's, you can survive more than you realize. I think that's what I'm saying. And that's because we're animals. We're fucking animals. All right? And this is built into our DNA. We're built to survive stuff. If you keep telling yourself, oh, I'm not going to survive this, then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I'm not saying you have to sit there and tell you, but unlike the whole, like, to get out of your anxiety about the future, when it comes to, like, going through something really bad, and some of you may know I've been through some bad shit, you, it, it always blows my mind, because I don't feel like a strong person, but it blows my mind how much I can survive more than I thought I could. It might come down to this thing I was talking about at the beginning about being a little narcissistic, but... um. I don't know where we're getting. I'm getting getting off the. Uh, I'm getting off the thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, you're stronger than you realize, and we all are. You know, uh, I read a great book called "The Other Side of Sadness." I'll try and get the author for you, a bonobo or something. Um, again, it was when I went through a pretty bad grief thing, and. He talks about how they've studied, you know, families and grief and people who've gone through really bad shit. And people survive it much better than they imagine they could survive it. And then sometimes people feel guilty about that. It's like, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, why, why, why did this event, a death, a, a breakup, whatever, why did it not crush me the way I thought it would? And what they realize is that, again... I was talking about this, I think, in the first podcast. You know, being alive today is as horrible as it is. You turn on the news, it's so horrible. It's so much better than it was 100, 200 years ago. You read Steve Pinker's book, which is great. Um, what's it called? Uh, I should have written this stuff down. Enlightenment Now, I think it is. Um, a great book, which I read about 25% of because it's really thick. But, you know, he he talks about the fact that it's... If you're born in the last 50 years, you're going to have a much better life than we used to have. Um, and, but, but we see everything as, as negative, as, as, you know, oh, it's terrible. But the fact is, people, like, lost whole tribes were wiped out by disease and stuff. So it's in our DNA to survive. So, you know, that's, that's my thing. All right, I'm going to keep this one short. Um, the song I picked for today is What You Really Feel. And this is, uh, this is from my solo record, um, the legendary Barney Miller. Keep your eyes on the road. Enjoy it. Keep your hands on the wheel. And on that note, I will bid you all a good day. Don't make a wrong turn. Stay useless. might reveal what you really feel keep your money in your pocket 
finger out that socket Put some vanilla in your chocolate Keep your love locked up in a locket What you 